Hi there, just a quick message before we get started. As we move forward with the podcast, we would like to give you the opportunity to participate in various challenges that are exciting and affordable. This month, we are offering a 21-day meetings challenge that gives you all the key tools that you need to participate at a higher level in your English meetings, such as agreeing, clarifying, disagreeing, making suggestions and interrupting. All the essential stuff. So if you're interested in getting to the next level with your English meetings, click the link in the show notes and sign up free to the waitlist. The link will only be available until the 27th of May. So make sure you don't miss out. Okay, now let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 77 of the Transformer to English Professional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why supply and demand determine worth, the concept and idea of surplus, whether going to university is worthwhile, and what to be worthy of something actually means. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone, today we're going to be talking about one particular word that we have actually discussed in the past, but we're going to put a new twist on it basically. And that particular word is worth. And in many cases, in English, we have to say that something is worth it. And many Spanish speakers leave that it off. And we've covered that previously in another podcast. But today we're actually going to be talking about another variation of that particular word, which is when something is worthy. And as usual, Alistair is here with me. Hi, Alistair. Hi, good morning, Daniel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very well, thank you. Recovered from the sunburn, as people <laughs> may remember from previous episode, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's good news. Keeping that's out the sun. Yeah. The hot yeah, Madrid. <laughs> good. Well, at least you're not sweating like me because I'm actually in Alicante this week. And I have to tell you, it's completely, the humidity is completely different to Madrid. So there you yeah. go. Heat yeah. plus humidity. The that's worst. right. Yeah, that's at least right. here absolutely. is dry heat. So Absolutely, absolutely. It good. could be worse. Yes. So let's talk about this word, this new word, which is an, a slight adaptation, right? Because we did talk about worth, something being worth something or worth it. But then recently we got an email that actually used the word worthy, right? And there was a problem there. Yeah. You mentioned to me that this person had emailed and they said something like, Daniel, your advice is always worthy. Mm. And you had to correct it because worthy is not the word. But why not? This is the question. People say, well, worthy is, you know, something is worth it. No, is good, mm. which we have covered before. But the problem is you've got worthy and worthwhile mm -hmm. from the word worth. Now, the question is, do they mean the same? Do they mean something different? And when do you use them? Well, in this case, worthy would not be the correct word. And we need to, this started, you know, we were thinking, ah, this is something we really need to explain Absolutely. in more detail. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do that more towards the end of this episode, right? But we're going to just start off with a whole idea of not necessarily something being worth it, but just the other concept behind something yeah. being worth something, right? That's the idea. And we're kind of kind of going to a little bit of economic terminology, which I think exactly. is really interesting as well, partly because there's also a, a one term in particular that uh, often trips many Spanish speakers up in terms yeah. of uh, a particular type of this, uh, description of something, right? So yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about something being worth something. How do we, how does that work, Alistair, in terms of something being worth something in terms of an economic idea? Well, worth is the value, el valor, you know, what something, the value of something. Now that, mm. so you do an evaluation. So for example, a property. So somebody's house or apartment has a certain value in the market, no? So you say, you could say, oh, my house is worth whatever it may, 200,000 euros. Mm. Now, really, it is at that point, it's not really worth anything. It's only worth, finally, what the buyer, what somebody's prepared to pay for it in mm. the market. Mm. So, of course, an estate agent or real estate agent, in America, they say real estate. Yeah, this is, is often yeah. confused. In it Britain, is. we just say estate agent. Yeah. But in or USA, they say real estate. Mm. So real yeah. estate agent is the person who sells, buys and sells properties. So this person can come to your house and do an evaluation, say, well, I think you should ask X amount for this house because they know the market. They know more or less what similar kinds of properties are being sold for. But it's only an estimation. It's only an evaluation. Yeah. So really, you don't know what your house is worth, what the value until somebody buys it. So you can yeah. ask. You have the asking price. Now, I think is the expression yeah so you ask for a certain amount and then people can come and look at the house and they can make you an offer which may be less you know there's a negotiation will take place and this all comes to what in economics is really the market price of something and the market price is determined by the concept of supply and demand yeah absolutely. supply and demand and we were talking about this before we started recording that spanish speakers nearly always make a mistake with this they do because it's yes. different slightly different in spanish and they just translate it into english incorrectly that's right that's uh, right and yeah i mean in english we say supply and demand but of course the the whole mistake really comes from the spanish where they say oferta y demanda right yeah and then they and then instead of saying supply they probably would go for offer Offer. That's basically yeah. the idea. I hear that yeah. so often talking about yeah. offer. Offer and uh, demand, right? Yeah, offer and, offer demand. and demand. And we don't yeah. use the word offer. The word offer exists, obviously, in English. It does. To offer to do something for somebody, mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. no? But not in this sense, in the economic sense of the, the market. No? That's right. So you have supply, which is the number of properties in the market that are for sale, I suppose. No. Yeah. And then you have the demand, the amount of people who are wanting to buy that particular property in that particular place. And this, you know, creates a a price, I suppose. And Absolutely. that's what your house is worth, I suppose, is what you finally sell it for really in the end, which is yeah. determined by supply and demand more or less. Maybe it's a bit more complicated than that, but that's basically how it's supposed to work you know, in a free market economy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And we were talking actually about different mm -hmm. examples. And recently, both of us have been back to the UK, and we were kind of talking about the the different situations in in, in in the UK at the moment in terms of house prices. This has been historic, though. It's not just something that is really mm -hmm. something new necessarily. But uh, um, 
in in the UK, London has always been seen as very much the center of economic activity, right? So yeah, yeah the supply and demand of housing in the UK, for example, is very much there's there's a high demand, right? And so, to a certain degree, limited supply. So that's why, for example, there's the, the housing in in London is relatively expensive or you could say extremely expensive i would say um, extremely but i suppose it, <laughs> it depends what it's all relative depends what absolutely to. yes absolutely. tokyo new york well, i think yeah. it's sort of up there with the it most is. expensive cities absolutely. in the world absolutely i don't know if it's the most expensive but it certainly must be in the top yeah two or three yeah. i would think yeah 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 exactly so there you have an example of supply and demand and where where the supply is limited and the demand is high and therefore you have very high prices and and you were you were talking, Alistair, I think you said that you would never really buy one particular uh, house in London for, for yeah, well, such I a could high never price. Aff- right? Yeah, I mean, I can never afford it on a teacher's salary, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, well, the thing is, when you talk about things being worth something, there's also a subjective element. Mm. So often people say, what, 200,000 for that house is not worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, you know, football players, you know, we're always talking about these ridiculous amounts of money that, mm-hmm. for, you know, transfers for hundreds of millions. And people say, ah, well, the player, he's a good player, but he's not worth that much money. Mm. And this is a subjective opinion. What you, it's your evaluation of that property or that sports person, whether you think they're worth the salary or the amount somebody pays for them. But finally, the answer to that very often is, well, if somebody's willing to pay it, mm-hmm. uh, then they're worth it. So, you yeah. know, if somebody bought the house for that price, so if somebody can pay three or whatever it is, the two or three million pounds or five million pounds for a small apartment in the center of London, now I would say it's not worth it to me. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And even mm-hmm. if I had the money, I don't think I would pay it. Although who knows? Because, you know, I don't have the money. So I never, <laughs> I'm never going to have to deal with that question. Mm-hmm. But obviously there are people who have that money who they think it is worth it to have mm-hmm. a, you know, you know, an apartment in central London for many reasons. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, so, to them, it's worth it. So you say, well, if someone's prepared to pay it, then it's worth it. Absolutely. Right? So the absolutely. sort of an objective value of things determined by the market, if you like. Yeah. What people are prepared to pay for things based on supply and demand. And then yeah. obviously people's opinion, your personal evaluation, whether you yeah. think it's worth it. Would I pay that for that property? No way. Or for sure. that car or whatever it may be. No, I don't yeah. think it's worth it. So yeah. you can use worth in both senses, no? The, the yeah. value of something objectively in the market and your personal opinion. Yeah, your subjective opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. And I think there was another example where we should kind of like the opposite end mm. of the spectrum, let's say, mm. where we're talking about obviously London, where there's a high demand. And then in many northern areas that were previously sort of very industrial, there was there's kind of a surplus of housing, which is oh. another interesting word, right? There's a surplus of housing. And many years ago, including a program that I watched was it was very clear that the 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 balance between supply and demand was completely different in the north of the UK. And therefore, because the supply was basically absolutely loads of supply of housing, no problem at all, you could basically buy a house for for one pound because the the market was so basically so, so, so uneven, let's say that there was literally nobody who was interested in any of these houses, because it was no there was no employment, right? So yeah, it's kind of a housing surplus. Yeah. So yeah. suppose an ab- abundance, if you like, there's too much of something and m- more of the thing available than there is demand for it. Exactly. Right. And that's why the price is low. Now, one pound, I think, was a very extreme case <laughs> in this particular program. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought a house in the north of England, my only house I bought in England, uh, where I went to university in the northeast of England. 
and it cost more than one pound even in the late 80s oh no absolutely um, no yes. this was an extreme absolutely extreme yeah. case Although still yeah. incredibly cheap if i told you well i well i'll tell you i bought a three-bedroom a small terraced house okay. um, with a garden okay. and i think it cost me in 1989 maybe right. twenty-six thousand pounds <laughs> now today even that in that good. same city it would cost you four or five oh, yeah. times more yeah, but in london you couldn't buy i don't know a, a toilet for <laughs> Yeah, twenty six thousand. Well, maybe a toilet, but not much more. Uh, <laughs> you're talking true. about millions, really. For uh, it reminds it reminds me of an expression because we'll come on mm. to the whole idea of universities mm. and everything. But yeah. one 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 year, I I was studying in Nottingham actually, and we were driving down to London, and kind of like the people on my course, they kind of had a, like a negative impression about London, and they kind of they they were thinking mm. about all these different expressions related to London, as and there's there's this one in particular which is that the streets are paved with gold right yeah so there's kind of this perception that you know everything's basically not really you know it doesn't give you any value for money and it's like everything's excessively expensive right yeah and so there's definitely the 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 impression that i got from from some some of the people they kind of were not big fans of london yeah well people from the north like me we often you know we don't particularly like well it's the same in every country yes absolutely the capital city or the people from the are often not popular with the rest of the i think in france nobody likes parisians no that's true that's true (laughs) or paris yes and in uk outside london and particularly maybe the north but what other parts of the uk too that are not london mm. we tend to have you know sort of should we say negative ideas about londoners and london who's oh, so expensive and oh a pint of beer costs this it's ridiculous yeah sure absolutely yeah how can anyone live there it's a yeah. great place to yeah. visit maybe as a tourist but to live on it's yeah, so yeah, busy yeah. and people running around and nobody has any time well what people in spain say about madrid sort of sure similar, really. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's a capital sin, uh, city syndrome thing. Yeah, for sure. For that sure, occurs absolutely. everywhere now. But yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, but I, anyway. I think going back to my house that costs so little, but in that time, probably the equivalent sized property in an equivalent sort of neighborhood in London would have cost, and I'm just guessing here, but at least a hundred thousand pounds. No, probably course, more. Yeah. So you yeah. know, four times more minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that just no gives, question. so, you know, that, that, Obviously, prices have increased in both places with inflation, of course, in 30-something years since then. Mm. But, you know, the relative difference is probably the same. Or maybe London, or maybe even more. London might have got even more expensive relative to other parts of the UK. There's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. So, yeah, so that's what we were talking about, surplus. Supply and demand, obviously, that key issue with offerta. Be careful with that. Remember, it's supply, not offer. And, of course, yeah. The, the whole idea of surplus, which is where suddenly you have a lot of supply and therefore the, regi- the, the price ah, goes down. And we should, should mention the opposite of a surplus. Oh, absolutely. The, the problem in the southeast of England or mm. particularly London is a shortage. Mm. So where you don't have enough housing in this particular example or whatever it may be, there's mm. a shortage. There isn't yeah. enough. So obviously yeah. then you have high demand for something and there isn't enough of it to meet that's right. the demand we say to meet demand mm. and therefore the price goes up and that's a basic law of economics that i learned at school no? yeah the law yeah. of supply and demand it's called yeah 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 i so, like you know, that i i did i did like that i mean as you said before mm. recording it's kind of basic a level economics but i yeah. i do i did i did like economics as a subject it was like very mm. interesting in see, seeing how that works right but yeah yeah Good. And then after this, now we've got this other word, which is worthwhile, right? Worthwhile. 
Now let's let's dis- let's discuss that a little bit before we go on to worthy, which yeah. is like again different. So yeah. Yeah, worthwhile. Well, it's just it's a word you can use instead of worth it. Mm. So for example, you say, you know, I don't think this house is worth it. What's mm-hmm. it? It the money that somebody's asking for it, the price of the house. Mm. But you say, I don't it's not worthwhile paying X amount for this house. So you, it means the same, mm. but you have to use it a slightly different way. You don't need the it with worthwhile. Something is worthwhile doing. So it could be an activity. It doesn't have to be the cost of something. It's worthwhile doing this because mm. you get a benefit from it, which is greater than the effort or cost, if you're talking about money, involved. So mm. it's like a sort of cost-benefit analysis, you could say, which comes into business. You know, mm. you know, a company considering whether to pay to buy out to buy another company, I have to look at the cost of what it costs you to do that, and what are the rewards, benefits, profits that you will get, and mm. therefore, you know, it's it's a comparison though. So, is it worth it? So, is it worthwhile buying this smaller company for our business? Yeah, I guess the ba- main difference here is that you would always use it with a verb, right? Worthwhile studying or worthwhile yeah. investing, whereas something like is worth it. Is it worth it? You can like, you know, it's yeah, just really, it, is, that, what it is, is. That, is that car worth it? You know? Yeah. Um, worth the so, money that someone's yeah. asking for it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can use worthwhile in this without the verb, if it's understood what you're talking about. So in the, in your conversation, we've already talked about studying a particular subject at university mm. medicine, for example. So someone's talking about that. Is it worth it? You can say, well, I think it's worthwhile. I think it's a worthwhile subject to study. Mm, yeah. So you could just use worthwhile because you know we're talking about studying a particular subject. But yeah, yeah very often we use it with the verb. Now, is it worthwhile studying medicine? Yes. You know, it takes, what, six, seven years or something ridiculous? Mm-hmm. You know, are the rewards, not only in terms of financially, money, but, you know, job satisfaction, et cetera, et cetera. You know, is it worth it? Is it worth studying? Or is studying, <clears throat> you could say, is studying medicine worthwhile? You can put the mm-hmm. worthwhile at the end. After the verb. Yeah. And that's an opinion. No, it's a subject. Yeah, I think it is. Or no, I don't think it is. Seven years studying? No way. Mm. Mm. It's too much yeah. effort. No, or too much time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a good way. It is a good way of thinking about the difference in there. It's like it, most of the time when you when you're thinking about worthwhile, you probably will have to connect it to a verb of some kind. Mm. OK, yeah. because like now just the example that we're talking about now, right, is going to be like, is it was it worthwhile studying, you know, studying in a particular subject? Was it worthwhile, you know, or or not, you know, or was it worth, was it worthwhile traveling to the United States or whatever it might be? You know? Yeah, we so, talk about holidays, trips, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You can't use it just for the the, the price of something. No, so if it, if exactly. Like, yeah, if it's just a car that costs, I don't know, 50,000 euros. Yeah. And you could say, really? Do you think that car, do you think it's worth it? Mm. meaning worth 50 but you can't say is that car worthwhile no you can't no you worthwhile can't. is yeah more to do with the the use of something no that's right or the that's yeah, right. doing something an activity that's which right. could have an economic connection of course so obviously if you study medicine when you say is it worthwhile you're looking at every aspect of that you know becoming yeah. a doctor the prestige of being a doctor you know the job satisfaction you're helping people and obviously maybe you get a very good salary or not it depends yeah. Yeah. so you know it's a combination of things but you can't just use it simply to talk about the price then you'd say is it worth it that's exactly money? yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you are right. You've really got to have some concept of a verb, of an action. That's right. Like exactly. studying something, for example, yeah. or do doing something. Yeah. And so if we could actually use that example so that people can kind of get mm. a, a better idea, we could my question to you would be when you were studying, Alistair, do you think that it was worthwhile studying the subject that you decided to study? Good question. Well, I studied politics. So yeah, not the most useful of if you purely thinking of career prospects and getting very good jobs with high salaries, then obviously politics is not really the best thing to study. It's not like uh, medicine, perhaps, or law or engineering. Sure. It has no obvious end product. Mm. You know, what job do you get with politics? Yeah. My grandmother always said, oh, you're going to be a politician. Maybe you'll be <laughs> prime minister one day. And I was trying to explain that studying <laughs> politics as a subject university academic had nothing to do with politics really right or becoming yeah. a politician okay but anyway she never quite grasped that idea right so yeah was it worthwhile well not in terms of career what was the expression we've used before in previous aspirations episodes? i suppose well career aspirations and climbing the oh, oh the yeah cl- the, yeah the corporate, the corporate ladder. ladder yeah then absolutely not yeah. and i've never actually used my degree never mind being politics my degree in general i've i've only had two jobs in my life the one i had in uk and now mm-hmm teaching or coaching English mm. and in neither of them I actually needed any degree and definitely mm. not a politics degree so right. in that sense it hasn't been worthwhile in terms of my career or financially or in any career capacity mm. however I would say yes it was worthwhile mm. for the experience of just going to university and having an amazing time that you grow as an individual and you mature and you learn to be independent because I left home as you did I think as most people in the UK yeah, this I left is home eight. A, yeah, yeah, very different culturally to Spain and I think yeah, most very other different, countries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so almost everyone leaves home at 18 yeah. and studies in a university in a different city from where you live. We won't go into why because it's a very long, complicated. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure why, really. It's a mixture of different things. It is. But anyway, yeah. so I left at 18, went to another city. I had a university where I lived, three universities, I think now Liverpool has. Never, ever considered going to any of them, never entered my mind. So to me, right. I was always yeah. going to leave home and study somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the whole, so it wasn't just academic. It's like becoming independent from your parents, learning to look after yourself, to cook, to clean, yeah. uh, manage your money. Well, become an adult, basically. That's so to right. me, the whole experience of university, irrespective of what I actually studied, was worthwhile. And also mm. I enjoyed politics. It was a very interesting subject and I enjoyed it. Well, that's so from that point thing. of view, yeah. it was worthwhile. Financially and from a career point of view, no, not really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's interesting. I think, mm. yeah, I studied, I, kind of similar in, in from my point of view, although I did actually put it into practice, let's say. I mm. mean, when I, when I studied urban planning, which in Spanish is basically urbanismo, um, I did actually get my first few, do, few jobs related to that subject. So mm. I did use my CV. I did use my degree a little bit. So it was uh, worthwhile. From that it point, was worthwhile. At least at that yeah. point. Yeah, you it got was. the job based on that degree. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, as, but it was worthwhile for everything else as well that, we, that mm. you mentioned in terms of kind of yeah, looking after experience. yourself. And, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was actually probably more worthwhile than yeah. the natural subject itself. Yeah, the piece um, of paper at the end. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And later on, then I didn't continue with that particular career path. Career path. Yeah, in English, right? yeah, career, good expression. Career, career path. path. Yeah. And I decided to, you know, come to Spain and, and teach English and kind yeah, of like see me, what type of, diff- yeah. 
Yeah. So neither of us in the end, our careers are based on what we studied. No, not at all. But so I would well, say that the beginning briefly. But, yeah. But I would yeah. say probably it did those, those experiences did help us take even our English to a next level. I don't know whether it was about the same f feeling that you had when you were doing your degree. Well, you I certainly felt communication the, skills yeah, and, um, and yeah. how to study, how to process information. Yeah. It teaches a lot of skills. University does, um, does absolutely. Whatever subject you study really. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Ability to write, express yourself, yes. communicate, research yeah. subject. You have to go to the library, research. A lot of things. lot of reading, yeah. Yeah. Reading. Yeah. So yeah, it teaches yeah. all kinds and life skills when yeah. you leave home, which we both did. Yeah. So no, yeah, absolutely. For me, going to university was an amazing experience. I don't regret at all, even though, you know, purely from a career point of view, it's never helped me in any way. Mm, um, or not right. directly. Indirectly, yeah. yes. For the reasons you say, you know. But yeah, an amazing experience that was completely worthwhile absolutely good so there you go we've done worthwhile now let's get on to the actual yeah the actual word we started with. yes that's right which is worthy so we, worthy. we start something is worth it some so maybe an object or something in particular is that car worth it is it by is worth is buying a house in london worth it then we have is is it something worthwhile and oh, like doing something like yeah, uh, yeah. studying at university you now for example exactly exactly right and then after that, you have a worthy, right? Yeah. So worthy. what's the difference? This is the question. Why can't in this sentence that the person used that your advice is always worthy? Now, yeah. your advice is worthwhile, I'm sure, definitely. Like going to university is worthwhile in the end. You know, the it has a benefit yeah, yeah. that you were saying, say, yeah, it's good. Or useful. I think the best word here is probably useful, but maybe we'll go into that at the end. But not worthy. So worthy is a, it has a different meaning. It's like, that you deserve something, lo mereces. So it's yeah. to do with merecer, it's not to do with the value of something. So, you know, people can be worthy of your respect or your praise, praises or elogios, no? Yes. Or your love, you know, That's just right. to give three examples. So, that, so it's not usually connected with money in this sense, you know, so somebody is worthy of your respect or worthy of your praise. They merecer, they deserve the amount of respect or praise or love that you give to them. That's right. Because they deserve it. They've earned it, we can say, you know, long yeah. ganado, they've earned it. Yeah. And you can apply that in many situations, in personal relationships, so about many, many things, no? So obviously the sentence about your advice, there's no concept of, you know, advice can't be deserving of anything because it's a thing, no? Mm. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to use that word with the sense of deserving with advice. Mm. No? Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's the that's the key difference. Like as you said, like you're worthy of something, yeah. But it's it, it the the way this particular person constructed the the phrase, it just didn't work in that particular sentence at all, did it? No. no um, it doesn't so, make sense. No. But it's right. it's understandable the mistake because they're yeah. probably just thinking worthy means uh, the, word, the value of, of something is that's right that's right or there's you know it's as you, as you, as we were talking before we recorded right the whole idea of something being worth it is like reading your advice is definitely worth it is worth my time right yeah um, there has to be you know, something that you have to do some kind of effort mm. so if it's not money so this is the thing that your advice is free so therefore there's no cost so there's no point talking about is it worth it is it worth the money because mm. there's no money there's no yeah. financial transaction takes place no. yeah now it's also not a great deal of effort. All they have to do really is open an email and read it on a Friday, mm. no? your Friday mm. emails. Yeah. But you could say their time. So if it takes them, I don't know, 
five minute, two minutes to read your email. Is it worth it? Is it mm. worthwhile reading your email? Mm. Well, I'd say, well, this person obviously thinks so because she's yeah. saying your advice is, is great. No. Yeah. So it's definitely worthwhile reading the email. The time that exactly. it takes is very little and the benefit you receive, the reward, the compensation is much greater for this person. Yeah. I hope for all the people who receive your emails, Yeah. but worthy, yeah, yeah. there's no sense. I think the only sense of worthy would be if this person continued with their email saying all these wonderful things about you, Daniel, mm. uh, which I'm sure they probably did mm. say, oh, you're fantastic. And your emails are wonderful. So they're mm. praising you, giving you a yeah. lot of elogios, no alaba, yeah. alaba, alabanzas, I think is another yeah. word you can use in Spanish, yeah, 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 saying yeah. very nice things about you and your yeah. emails. Yeah. Now I could say, oh, Daniel, I, are you really worthy of such praise? <laughs> yeah. No, I would never doubt that you are. So it's like, of course you are. Yeah. So, you know, it would be someone else questioning whether the amount of praise you're receiving from this particular individual is OTT, over yeah. the top, which over is an expression top, yeah. I think we have mentioned. So it's like too much, too exaggerated. You go, okay, yeah, your emails are good. But that good, really, for this person to be saying you're amazing and fantastic. Hmm. And this, of course, is a very subjective opinion. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's that, that's a really good way of explaining it. Absolutely. And I think the word praise in itself is another one that's probably worth focusing on there just yeah. a little bit, because you mentioned it very quickly there. But it's one of those words that I think that if I if I said it quickly to most Spanish speakers, they don't really get hold of it very, very well. Yeah. I, th I don't know why. I think it's maybe partly because in Spain, I've never heard these Spanish words that are equivalent to praise being used very much. And, and, that's, and that's maybe one reason why most people are not looking for that translation of those words because they're not used very much. But yeah, maybe praise we is use it really lot, important, isn't it? We use, yeah, yeah. We use, especially if you're kind of like a manager of a team or something like that. You know, you want to get the most out of your team. Then a big part of that is like praising them when they're doing something right, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. To give praise is very important. As a teacher, mm. coach, you need to, you mm. know, you're, well, it's always a debate, isn't it, in sort of teaching professional about how much praise the or as a parent, or the stick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, how much praise should you give to people for doing something good? You, you want to get the balance right. Enough praise, but not too much. Yeah. If they get too much, it might make them, you know, big headed. Too, big headed, exactly. Mm. So they have yeah. very high opinion of themselves. No, that's right. That's think right. they're wonderful, and this is not healthy. The same being that you're a father with your children no there's a yeah. balance between praising them when they do things well when they behave well when they get good marks at school yeah but maybe not too much you know there's a balance you've got to find the right balance absolutely absolutely and it's not easy i think you know so praise is good because it encourages people to work harder or make a bigger effort or continue to behave well in the case of your children but on the other hand do you want to praise them too much probably um, not because that's probably not too, too I, much in itself would be probably not yeah, good, too right? much praise is not necessarily a good thing yeah, so yeah. it's finding that equilibrium that balance no? and the funny thing here is is that in many cases spanish speakers get very confused between the word those with the word praise and the word to pray i was just thinking that exactly you read my <laughs> great minds think alike that's a good expression i was just about to say that yeah i think a lot of time people confuse it with to pray well you can say praise the lord Oh, that's true as well. So when yeah. you're praising the Lord, you're sort of saying, God, you are wonderful and fantastic. And mm. that's what you're doing. No, really, when you pray to God and you say, mm. God, you are all powerful, almighty, wonderful mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. So you're praising God. Mm. Uh, but yeah, people confuse that with praying to God, which is, the which is asking God for something. No. Yeah. Um, okay. So they are connected in that sense. But yeah. it's two different words with two different meanings. Yeah, I think because they're so similar. No praise and to pray. 
Yeah, but you have to be, yeah, because I mean, clearly, you know, praying is very much related to to religious activity, right? But praise is absolutely a business activity, you know? So, I mean, or obviously some sort of educational activity or or whatever it might be, right? But it can be used absolutely in in lots of different contexts, whereas praying cannot. Praying is very specific to to going to the church or whatever. Yeah, to go to church to pray. So, yeah, praise is important in business, in work. So, if you're if our listeners are sort of in managerial positions and they have responsibilities, they have a team of people, then obviously it's important to pray, you know, when, when it's appropriate and mm. to the right, to the, the correct degree mm. to praise them because yeah. people like to be praised. They like oh, they to, do. Absolutely. to get positive Absolutely. feedback about their work. You know? and yeah, they yeah. feel good about themselves if they receive praise from yeah. their boss or their manager. Yeah. And that encourages them to keep working hard and work well. Now, because if you never yeah. praise them, you never say anything positive, you know, it's, it doesn't really, I don't know, doesn't encourage them to, to work hard no, or to yeah. make an effort. Yeah. And, and going back to our main point then. So if we talk about the whole idea of praise and praising your team, once the once if you do praise your team, then they, they kind of feel worthy of, you know, Mm. that that's the whole point, isn't it? They feel worthy. Maybe they feel worthy of, I don't know. Well, of that praise. No. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. 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 So so, yeah, they, because they feel that they deserve it. Absolutely. They they deserve that praise because they know they've worked very hard and they've achieved excellent results. Yeah. So they they feel they deserve the praise they're receiving. So yeah. you know it's sort of it's a two way process between the manager and the team. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that. I mean, there there you have it basically, really. So it's it's kind of interesting that one one little mistake in that email kind of made us think. Well, yeah, this whole idea of something being worth it is interesting. We've covered that, but then we've got these other little ways of using worth in different ways, right? We have worthwhile where it's often connected to a verb you know worthwhile studying worthwhile traveling worthwhile doing something right mm-hmm. and then the whole idea of, sort of being worthy right which are all slightly different and used in slightly different situations right yeah you're worthy of something you know, so sort of something you're receiving from another mm-hmm. person exactly like praise respect yes. love yes yes and whether you deserve that amount exactly. of those things or not which is a very yeah. subjective opinion yeah um, so it's kind of in many ways worthy is when you're kind of backing up the action of somebody else that you've seen doing something so yeah. imagine that you that you i don't know i see my boss praising a colleague of mine and that my my colleague turns around to me and says oh that was nice and i say well you're definitely worthy of that praise right yeah, yeah. i think you deserve it you've done yeah. a good job or yeah. i might not i might think mm, i think that's a bit exaggerated that amount of praise just yeah, for that. Sure. It didn't sure. do that much, really. Sure. Yeah, it could be positive or negative. You know, you can yeah. use it in the positive or negative form. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Alistair, fantastic. Really like that. Really very interesting, very economic episode, but really, really very interesting. Covered a load of stuff. So thank you very much for your time. And I will see you thank again. Thank you to the person who sent the email. Well, absolutely. That as little well. mistake. We've got a whole episode <laughs> of a podcast. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right. Great, Alistair. We'll see you again next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A pleasure as always. All right. See you then. Bye-bye.